Hello there. My name is Jaya Bano. You want to jam which is on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community station. My guest today is Lena Walrigas. Hi, Lena. Good to see the show today. How, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your show. But I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. My question, my question is, how did you get started in singing? Yeah, so I started singing when I was about seven years old. I started because my father um, introduced me to Selena. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he bought me the movie one day, like, you know, randomly, and I started watching it. And I pretty much, you know, like fell in love um, just seeing, you know, what she did, like the way she sang, the way that she, you know, was as a person and like the music, everything. It just was really inspiring for me. And I would kind of just like start watching a lot of her videos and listening to a lot of her music. And I started kind of like copying what she would do and stuff. And then I guess that's when I kind of figured out that I could sing, I guess. From there, I started listening to like other artists like Jennifer Lopez, um, Shakira, you know, um, Kelly Clarkson, like so many others. And, you know, I pretty much just fell in love with music. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, she was definitely one of kind of singing. I love singing. So since you've been singing, have you been famous singers since you've been singing? Um, so I was actually in LA um this pat like the beginning of this month for Grammys week, and I actually ended up meeting um one of my popular um artists, um, which is her name is Toast. She's uh-huh. the one her song is titled Toast, but her name is Coffee. So she's like a Jamaican artist. Um, so that was really that was really cool. So what is your music about? Yeah, so like I would say my music, well, I'm still kind of working on, you know, I'm still kind of working on my sound, also like developing new sounds and, um, you know, figuring out like kind of how I want to identify myself. But as of right now, I identify myself as a Latin R&B soul artist. So my music, you know, I sing songs in Spanish and English, but I also, you know, do music that's like upbeat. But most of my music is more so slow because, you know, I'm a very soulful person, I would say. So um, the music I continue to release is kind of like a mix of like, Latin and soul, you know, that's how I kind of kind of can put it. But of course, as you know, my career, you know, progresses and goes forward, I'll definitely, you know, work on doing more upbeat music, maybe Afro beats or, you know, anything that makes, you know, makes sense and, you know, where I'm able to showcase my talent. Aside from singing, right? Are you also into acting or, or producing music as well? I was into acting when I was younger. I also do modeling as well, too. And, you know, I've been doing modeling since I was like a kid as well. Acting, I, d- I did that when I was very young, too. Um, but acting, I don't really like it's not really like my, you know, it's like number three on my list, I would say. Like, it's not something that, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it, but it's not I'm not an actor. Like, I'm I'm an artist. Like, I'm, you know, music is my is my is my first love and modeling comes afterwards. So. Okay. Do you also play any instruments? No, I don't. But I'm actually working on, you know, learning how to play the guitar and how to play the piano. So I'm working on that right now. So what inspires you? I think the biggest thing is just remembering, like, why I came on this earth. I believe that God definitely gave me a talent that I should definitely utilize, you know, for the greater good and definitely use it to my fullest potential. And I definitely feel like, too, with the talents that I have, I have, you know, potential to heal people with my music with my voice and also to help people you know so you know what keeps me going is just knowing that 
everything happens for a reason. There's a reason why I'm pursuing this career. This is the reason why I have the voice that I have. There's a reason why like music has always been my first love. And there have been many times where like I wanted to, you know, tell myself like, oh, let's not do music because it's not realistic. But it always came back to me and I was always reminded of why I should really consider doing it as a career and why this is my purpose. What advice can you give artists and musicians that want a, a, a singer like you? What advice can you give them? I mean, the biggest advice I'll give to them is that they need to they need to come into this with an open mind, but also know that going after a dream or career like this is not going to be easy, especially starting out, you know, being an independent artist. You do need to realize that like this is a career that can be very expensive. You're going to have to put in a lot of money towards different things. And in the beginning, you'll probably think to yourself that you don't need to or that like, oh, this is too much. But if this is something that you truly want to do, money is not going to be it's not going to be really a huge concern. Like sometimes it will be because at the end of the day, yes, you're going to start off having to still work a job that you probably don't like. And you're going to um, have to kind of like sacrifice certain things to go after your dream. But the biggest thing is just just be realistic and just keep an open mind and also learn to listen. Be aware of the people that that you have that you surround yourself and you know who's trying to help you and who says they want to help you but are not really are you working on anything special right now coming out so the last single that i had that came out was back in december called diabla mm -hmm. um and right now currently music wise i'm working on first cp so my big you know, first project ever it will be coming out sometime in the summertime okay. so um early summer um so yeah so that's that's in the works right now um yeah i do think that i probably you know will go to certain um states to just promote it and sing at different like you know venues and places so yeah definitely for sure are you in boston right now or florida right now i'm in boston right now i live in boston currently COVID, COVID, COVID i would say covid was like covid was a tough time for a lot of people obviously that time was very tough um and it was kind of, it was very unfortunate. But for me, COVID during that time, I would say it kind of helped me stay focused. I was like still able to go to the studio at that time when I wasn't supposed to. Um, I still was working on music and planning things out. And, and around that time, that was when I pretty much started, you know, in a sense, like my music career, like in 2020 was when I released my first song on my own. And then after that, I just, when COVID happened, I just didn't really let it affect me you know i just didn't really let it stop me from doing what i wanted to do so yeah i do see myself definitely you know being part of the recording academy i do see myself traveling around the world um becoming the you know the artist i was meant to you know meant to become being at the top and you know of the you know music industry um and just you know traveling you know around the world and meeting you know tons of people and singing at different places and you know hopefully not hopefully but we'll be singing at different you know award shows and, and events like that so yeah how can you sort of tell if someone's you know sort of real or not um what i've learned how to tell if like a person's kind of a per, uh speaking how do you say it like actually speak louder with speak louder than words type of thing like what they're saying is honest and is kind of going by like their actions so like 
you know, I've had people before who've reached out to me as telling me that they want to help me with certain things. And then once I kind of noticed that there's no consistency, you know, like um, reaching out to you more than you're reaching out to me, you know, you say you're going to want to have like do a meeting with me, but you don't pick, you know, you don't answer the phone or you don't get back to me when, or like the day that we are supposed to meet, I don't hear from you. That's someone who's not trying to help you. People like that, unfortunately, you are going to meet them, especially doing, being in this, in, in this industry, being in this type of environment. Um, there are people who are like that. And there are worse people who, you know, will probably make it seem they want to really help you and they have a secret motive. But, and, and sometimes we don't want to think that way because, you know, we always want to think positive. But the reality is like, you know, I think the biggest thing to answer your question is just, it's just actions, just just seeing what a person is about. If you notice, like, if you get a feeling like, yeah, no, I don't think this person's really being honest. I really think they're just waiting. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I, I like to work out. Um, I like to spend time with my parents, even though I don't do it as much because I have such a hectic schedule. But when I'm not doing music, I do try to relax as much as I can because I am the type of person that tends to have a hard time um, trying to relax or having a hard time just not doing anything because I'm always doing something. So on my spare time, I definitely, you know, just try to relax, um, maybe watch a movie or something, you know, in my room or just read, a, you know, a book or anything of that sort. Um, but yeah. Just self-care, I would say. What was your childhood like? Yeah, um, my childhood was, um, uh, it was pretty good at times, but other times it was, it was kind of hard. Wow. You know, my parents didn't have the perfect relate marriage, um, you know, and my dad wasn't a perfect person. And so there were things that, you know, I saw growing up as a child that, you know, would be considered as like, you know, toxic and not appropriate and um but on the other side of things you know my parents spoiled me growing up um luckily for my parents I you know they were able to take me to Disney and that's like I feel like growing up that's the one thing that a child wants to do is you know go to Disney now I don't know so much how kids feel nowadays but I would say kids probably still want to go to Disney but back then growing up that was like the biggest thing was like you know going to Disney was like yeah. like the most amazing thing ever like if you as a kid you were able to do that like you're lucky type of thing and so I was grateful you know despite other things that were going at home that my parents did always try to give me you know things that I wanted and things that I asked for and that they did try to do things as a family and you know and I'm very grateful that they were able to take me to Disney because I had amazing experiences going to Disney and um, you know, especially when I was living in Florida. So my childhood wasn't, I don't want to say it was horrible, but it definitely, there were certain things about it that, you know, were kind of a little bit traumatizing and um, kind of difficult, but, you know, someday I'll probably talk about it. So did, did you finish college? I did. Yeah. I graduated from college back in 2019 um, from Emmanuel College in Boston. What, what kind of songs would you like to talk about? I mean, I like to sing songs mostly about like love or just feelings or um, like intimacy or, or 
songs about like I don't know like an alter ego like talking about a person that you're not really like in a real life like say if you're really nice in real life you know songs I like to talk about how it feel to be like kind of like the bad type of person or the person that you know would like to take your partner away from you like yeah. you know like just you know something something kind of fun spicy but also sing two songs that have meaning behind it and songs that are deep and songs that are you know um timeless you do racism honestly i haven't really endured racism when it comes to my music like when it comes to music i really haven't had any issues i mean i would say in boston being a latin artist it is kind of hard to figure out where to fit in and even like um back in december i was I, I won Latin Artist of the Year. I was nominated by Boston Music Awards. And a lot of the people who won that night were able to perform. Um, I didn't perform. You know, I didn't, I wasn't asked to, but I know some people said to me, oh, you probably didn't perform because of the fact that you're a Latin artist and you sing in Spanish and so people are not going to understand. And I didn't want to think of it that way because I'm like, no, I don't think that's why. But you know, I started talking to some people who kind of like felt like maybe there was some like racism applied to like, you know, the the, the decision performance. But it, again, I didn't want to really think that way. And so besides that, I just feel like being in mass, um, again, for Latin artists, it is it is kind of hard to figure out what scene fit in. Especially because the music scene in Massachusetts, it's um, it's very heavy. It's very like hip hop, you know, influence, and um, so like for that reason, you kind of have to like figure out like how you can fit in. So hopefully that answers your question. Can we do any shows in Boston? I for this upcoming month, I may have one show that I'm doing, but as of right now, I'm just really focused on working on my EP and connecting with people and doing interviews so like shows will shows will definitely happen this year in boston but um you know just when the time comes or when the opportunity comes uh, what made you go to florida my parents were the ones that decided to move over there um so i lived there for about seven to eight years mm -hmm. and then i came back to boston when i was in middle school and had been living in boston for about i think close to eight years now um, but I'm actually thinking about relocating back to Florida just because of music purposes, you know, the Latin industry is over there. And, uh, you know, I, I feel that I'll definitely create more connections over there and that things will fall into place more, you know, being in that type of, um, scene and mm -hmm. environment. So do you have any plans to maybe move to California? Yeah, probably later on in my life, I probably will consider moving over there. Yeah. Probably not now, but. Later on, possibly, okay. yeah. Have you also been to Mexico? I've been to Mexico. I've been to like um Tulum before. Okay. Um, I definitely would love to go back, and I would love to go there to to sing to do music over there too. So, for maybe in summer. Yeah, sometime in the summertime. Yeah, is and what so, I'm aiming for. Like club songs as well on the album. Um, for the EP, may or may not have club songs. Depends on the vibe. It could be played at the club. It just depends. Okay. On the type of vibe. Be a lot going for you. That's great. Yeah, thank you. So when did you know that you want to be a singer? When you saw Selena 
Yeah, I I realized I wanted to be a singer. Honestly, yes, when I started watching the Selena movie, it was just something that out of nowhere that I just kind of felt that I wanted to do. And then I felt it more when I was 15, when I first performed in front of people for the very first time. Because growing up as a child, I had, you know, good amount of stage fright. So I, I conquered that when I was 15 years old. And then when I did, that's when I realized even more that I was meant to be a performer, you know, and that I was meant to do music and that's and that's all I cared about do you still stay right now no not really I, I do get a little bit nervous a little bit anxious but stage fright not really no and how do you do rejection I really do talk to myself about not taking things personal when being rejected and to really not let my ego feel bruised because sometimes rejections can be a blessing I really just try to have a positive outlook on it because when it comes to being in this industry, you're going to get a lot of rejections from, you know, in the beginning. And then there will come a point where rejections are not really a thing so much, but it still happens. If I wasn't to do music, um, honestly, I'd probably be working with animals. Animals? I grew up as, as a child growing up. I really loved work, like um, animals. And, and like I... First, when I was a kid, I thought I wanted I thought I wanted to become a veterinarian. And then one day I was like, yeah, no, we, we don't want to do that. We actually want to do music. So I always switched off because I was was a very ambitious child. I was like a dreamer. I always wanted to do everything all at once, you know, and make it work somehow. Um, like I remember as a kid, I also thought about becoming a lawyer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But if I wasn't doing music, I would say I definitely would work with animals in some sort of way, like be a zoologist or build my own shelter, have my own organization for animals that are in need, um, you know, stuff like that. So definitely would do that. I enjoy meeting you. Um, you But thank you so much for letting me, you know, be on your show. Absolutely. Um, uh, Before you go, can you tell me how how, how my my fans can find you? Yeah. um, So you can find me on Yelena Music. Um, Everything is, that's my Instagram my link trees on there so when when you click on my bio my link trees on you can find it my link tree on the bio and all of my other social medias are on there my facebook twitter um linkedin um my website youtube um and all the music platforms are on there too where you can find my music oh wonderful and do you have any videos of, of, of you performing on youtube um yeah i do have vid- i do have some videos of me performing on youtube and i also have uh, music videos on there too i have two music videos and my latest music video that I released is titled diablo which was released back in december and thank you again for connecting with me and reaching out to me i'm very grateful Absolutely. so thank you so much well hello dear my name is jay barry one of james focuses on wbca 102.9 fm boston's local community meditation my guest today is alicia robinson how good to see you on the show hello i'm allison robertson it's so nice to meet you jay thanks for having me on Absolutely. Okay, Allison. Um, so tell me if you started in the entertainment field as an actress. I got started when I was a teenager, so that was a very long time ago. <laughs> um, I've been in the industry for over 30 years. Um, it's something I've always been drawn to. It's something I've always had a passion for. And I headed off to New York when I was 18. And I started studying at Marymount Manhattan College, and I have a BFA in um fine arts and theater. And uh, then I just started working TV and film. And I did the off-Broadway show, Tony and Tina's Wedding, um, because I'm originally from New Jersey. So, um, you know, it's just something, it's 
you know, I find that being a performer is more of a calling than anything. You know, I, I always say to young performers, if you can do anything else in the world, if you have an inkling that you want to do something other than this, mm-hmm. go do that. <laughs> because it's, it's not the easiest job in the world, but it is the most rewarding. Oh, uh, yeah. That definitely sounds like a rewarding career. So how did you get your first break? My first TV show was Dawson's Creek, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I was doing summer stock down there. I was doing, so uh, summer stock, they do theater and rep, you know, and mm-hmm. one after the other. So I was doing Grand Hotel, Barnum, um, Fiddler on the Roof, and Noises Off. At, at that time, when I was down there, um, the Wilmington Market and the Southern Market had just opened up down there. Yeah. So that first TV show that they did was uh, Dawson's Creek. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dawson's Creek. What was I like to work with Jan's friend in the cast? Um, well, I actually got to work with Michelle Williams. So that oh. was cool. So they were all very young then. You know, we didn't know they were all going to become who we know them as today, right? Um, yeah. Humble, you know, hungry actors. But you have to understand at that time, um, that was just when shows started kind of going on location. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of like tax credits for states and stuff, you know, so that it wasn't shot in LA or New York. It was shot in Wilmington, North Carolina. So they were kind of isolated because Wilmington is really far from, I don't know if you're familiar with North Carolina, but Wilmington's really far from lots of things. So it's just a sleepy beach town. So I think they kind of were like in their own little private world, you know, and they were young and they were on a hit show. So it was kind of, I'm sure it was kind of unique for them. So who did you play in Lassons Creek? Oh, I just had a very small role. It was only in and out, but it was just, you know, my first my first little break that I got. So it, it was very cool. So what advice can you give uh, actresses and, and people that want to be like you? What advice can I give you? Well, for the person that's just starting out, mm-hmm. um, I would absolutely say training, training, training. Get the best training that you can. Um, and that's everything. Like get a great foundation of technique. You know, everyone will say, you know, who do you study, uh, Meisner or Stanislavski, or what you know? What type of technique do you have? And and then I also heard the other day that when Meryl Streep gets on camera, you know, she throws her technique out the window. Right? You build up your artistic muscle to know that you know you can do what you do, mm-hmm. but then you let it go. So. Yes. But as an actor, you have to know that you have those skills. You wouldn't go into a gym and pick up 500 pounds. I couldn't do that, no. <laughs> would build up to it. So that's the same way as an actor, right? Our craft is something you have to build into. And then I would also suggest, suggest to a young actor is really understand the craft if you want to do TV and film, is really understand the art of the camera mm-hmm. and what that means, right? Um, that's one of the things I love about working on Dharman mm-hmm. is that um, even though I've been in the industry for 30 years, one of the things I love about doing the videos there is not only telling the stories and working with different cast members all the time mm-hmm. is that um, because I'm lucky and fortunate enough to get to work on many videos, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, isn't a guarantee. I just, you know, I get into a run of doing a couple videos back to back. I get to practice, right? the wide i get to practice my my medium shot my close-up my yeah. two sh- learning that lingo um because the only actors that really get that pleasure is the ones that are series regulars right mm-hmm. that are doing season after season after season 
So honestly, it's outside of passion. You do have to know your technique. And the only way you learn that is by doing. It's the only job in the world <laughs> that we are given the opportunity to do. Like, okay, now your big break. Go, Jay. Yeah. But ever tried it ever in your life. The first time I was on a soap opera, I was on a soap opera about 15 years ago. And I remember my first day I came to work and I was literally hiding behind the flat mm -hmm. of the set because I was terrified. I was like, I, I don't know where to go or what to do. I don't know anybody. And everyone there knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. It's not that I didn't know what I was doing. I had just never been there before. So I would say to a young actor, know your technique, mm -hmm. learn everything you can about what it's going to be like to be on set. And every time you can have the opportunity to be on set, take it and don't talk, listen and mm -hmm. learn and network, right? You're in a business, right? Everybody you meet, I tell you, I, you know, as a coach, mm -hmm. um, I say to people, you know, keep a, a Bible, mm -hmm. an acting Bible of yeah. everyone that you meet. Mm -hmm. And when you met them, even if it was just a quick meeting, because mm -hmm. people that stick around in the industry stick around and yeah. you don't know if they're here one day, they might be up here someday. Yeah. So it's okay to say, Hey, Jay, I met you on your podcast. Do you, do you remember that five years ago or vice versa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. So, it, having relationships is very important also in the industry. Reframe something for you, if you don't mind. I think people, I think the the word networking frightens people. I think they're like, or they have a or they have a negative connotation to like, oh, networking. So that's why I say build relationships, okay. right? Get to know people, right? Be, and when you are getting when you're building relationships, I think the best thing to remember is to be interested in people mm -hmm. more than you being interesting. <laughs> social media you know because that's also you know going to help you as well right yeah yeah, yeah. about social media because you know i'm a lot older than a lot of the people on darman <laughs> a lot of people on social media um is that you forget that when someone comments on your social like on your social media to interact yeah right called social media for a reason like if someone comments or likes something you need to interact i definitely i definitely agree yeah how did you get, get the part on darman it's really funny i get asked this question all the time first of all they have auditions all the time okay it, um because you know darman's such a wonderful man and his organization is so great you know he gives thousands and thousands of actors jobs mm -hmm. and sometimes you know people audition and then they get a part and then once they get in then they start you know doing shows all the time mm -hmm. um I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just really grateful that I'm there, right? Mm -hmm. um, I really didn't know what it was when I first came there. Mm -hmm. And it's like coming into a magical city of, you know, the studio. And it's just, it's a it was a really uh, cool blessing when I, when I came into it. I thought it was really awesome, right? Yeah. And now here I am months later saying, I don't know how I fell into this, but I'm really grateful. And the fans are so cool and the cast members are really cool and the staff is really cool. And um, last week I was doing a, a video. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM. 
Boston's local community radio station. Castle Norwood, yeah. I interviewed, I interviewed some of them on my podcast, you know, they were very nice. And I'm, I, I try to get in, to get an interview with Diamond, but it had to happen. Is there anybody else? Do you know Chris Reddy? Uh, I don't think I've met him, no. Chris has the, he has the beard and he has like a white hat. He, he plays my husband sometimes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I, I did. I did oh, yeah, yeah. He has a lot going. He has a lot of videos coming out right now, but he's my buddy. So um, he's my he's my pal. We're both from the East Coast. We're both from outside Philadelphia. So okay. my daughter goes to uh, high school in Connecticut. I'm also an Anthony. It's 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 really a local LA thing too. Okay. So that's it was real. It it the turnover is really quick. Okay, I I got you. What what gives you inspiration? Great stories, great writing, mm-hmm. true stories give me great inspiration. Um, people doing good things for other humans. Um, nature, be- like beautiful nature, not nature like walking through the woods, because if you know anything about me, I'm not yeah. a walking through the woods kind of girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and probably if anybody just heard me say nature, they're, they're like, who, who are you talking to? That's not Allison. But um, I love like the majesticness of mountains and you know beautiful ocean and I, yesterday i just took an i will i will send it to you on instagram i took a picture downtown and it's all blue sky and it's the skyscrapers of downtown la mm-hmm. and in the back is the mountains with snow on them wow how yeah. crazy is that? so i'm inspired by that like unique when i see unique things like that right oh that's wonderful to hear wow. yes very much so. And I like cooking too. I can cook too, you know. You can. What can you cook? Seafood, lobsters, um, pasta. So I, I love. I love to cook for you sometimes, you know. Yes, I'm in. I'm an Italian cook, but I'm. I can't do that. I can't do the lobster seafood linguine thing. Yeah, I'm in, Jay. Absolutely, you know. Okay, I love that. I love it. I I, I can make cookies, hamburgers, hot dogs on the grill. Yeah. But who taught you? Who taught you? My mom. My mother. Yeah. My grandma. So yeah. I get it. Get it. Good mom. Good mom. So, so how do you get into character? It depends on what it is. Um, because I was on the Nickelodeon show, Nikki, Ricky, Dickie, and Dawn. Mom is, it's, I'm, I'm going to choose my words carefully here. Playing mom isn't easy. I am a mom. Mm-hmm. And not all moms are written the same. Not every mom has the same arc. I'm not saying that. But, you know, being warm and compassionate or being frustrated with a kid. Like sometimes just when I'm, especially on Darman, I play mom a lot, right? And on Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn on Nickelodeon, I played a mom. So those are kind of um, not stressful for me. Like I can just sort of relax into them and just sort of let the writer's um, vision work for me, right? Um, but if the person is a real person, like a true story or the director has a very certain vision, then, you know, I will sometimes see what the heart of the character is mm-hmm. or the character's point of view is. Mm-hmm. That's always really important to me. I'm, I have a casting director friend who's here in LA, uh, Steven Tyler O'Connor, mm-hmm. and he was casting associate of the year and he, and he's won an Emmy and he's a very young casting director who loves actors. So there's any actors out there. He's a, He's a casting director who is a champion of actors, right? Like he, he champions young actors' work. But he always taught me, like, 
it's so important for an actor to have a point of view on their character or to give their character a point of view, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the most important thing when I'm preparing is to make sure I have a point of view, not an opinion about my character. There's yeah. a difference, right? Because yeah. yeah. then how can you play a serial killer if you had an opinion about them? Yeah. <laughs> right? I guess I or doesn't have an opinion about themselves, right? They yeah. have a point of view. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's one of the things that I try to stay most conscious about. Okay. And Steve's in California, right? Yes, but he's, I mean, he's a, you know, they, he casts all over the country, so, oh, but okay. mostly here, yeah. But that's another tip I would give to young actors is I would find out, like the casting, all casting directors want you to win. I mean, that that's something I find. I know, I know young actors and even seasoned actors can be afraid of casting, right? Yeah. Um, my experience over the 30 years has been that they want you to win. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They want you to win, right? And, and I think you find the ones who, who make you feel comfortable or, or make you, and I think you, you find them and you make them fans of yours. Yes, I think that's a good idea. I definitely agree. Yeah. So how do you deal with Jack? Um, I will say each decade of my life, rejection, mm -hmm takes a different form, mm -hmm. right? When I was in my 20s, I would yell and scream and throw a tantrum and it was always their fault. Um, in my 30s, I would say I took it really hard, mm -hmm. right? Really hard, really like, oh, devastated, devastated. And in my transitions into my 30s and in my 40s, I would give myself a window. Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, this sucks for sure. Mm -hmm. And I would give myself 12, 24 hours and I usually would cook. That's how my family would know I lost something. Oh. A lot of food. <laughs> and, um, I would watch Law and Order and be sad that it didn't go my way <laughs> and then let it go and get back up the next day and be like happy that at least I made a fan. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the rejection now um because I'm not in my 40s anymore, I now my rejection is more about, wow, shoot, I really wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. It's I'm not really looking to others to validate me anymore as much. The, the rejection is more about the missed opportunity. Yeah. So it does change for people as you get older. <laughs> I guess that's true, you know, yeah. So what's left to be famous? Well, I am not, but I have friends who are famous. Oh. You know, I know people who are, who have notoriety and um, I think it's kind of cool. I bet you it's, I bet you it's really cool. Right. I know I'm always very touched and honored if somebody recognizes something that I do or someone recognizes me from Darman, I think it's so um, humbling and I'm honored and I'm tickled pink that they recognize me or say like, Oh, I love that Darman. Like it's very, um, it's very cool. Right. <laughs> uh, it embarrasses my daughters to no end <laughs> when oh. it happens. <laughs> but um I think it's it's an interesting thing. I think some for me, I think it's kind of neat, right? It's not why I do it, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there are mega celebrities that probably mega famous people that probably think it's not a fun thing. But 
I've never been there. So you know what? If I ever get there, I'll be happy to tell you what it's like. <laughs> okay. okay, I understand that. So what do you see yourself years from now? Let's see. I would love to be the captain on a crime show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or I would love to be the matriarch on a uh, drama, you know, but I could also be okay with being uh, reoccurring on something, right? Um, I love, I think when I get the ability to work, especially in a great ensemble cast, mm -hmm. um, like when I got to do the Lifetime movie, Killer Stepmom, it was great. It was so much, like, it was so much fun. And it makes you feel so good about yourself working like that, that I can't imagine if I got to do it for, like, five seasons or two seasons or, you know, just, it would just, I just think it would be the best thing ever. So I hope in the next five years that I get to taste what that would be like. Yes. I'm sure you are. That'd be a blessing. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of actors need to approach it like that. Like how, look, it's the greatest thing you would get to do, right? So when people complain about, I don't have any auditions or I had an audition and the casting director was late or they made me learn. I'm like, come on, stop. Yeah. It's the greatest thing you're going to get to do because someone's getting a job today and it might as well be you. Yes. Grateful about it. <laughs> Yeah, I can say that. Even though, listen, I, I cry, I get upset, I get mad. Listen, I'm being very positive on your, your show here, right? But at the end of the day, that's the deal. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you signed. So, how did COVID affect you? Um, well, it really affected me at first mm -hmm. because the book was released, Enoughness, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And right before it was released, um, so I wrote a book, a personal development book about how to get what you want and how to believe in following your path and like doing things that maybe aren't popular, but doing what your heart desires, right? And doing how to be confident and listening to things. And I based that off of that I'm an only child mm -hmm. and I was a very strong mother and a very strong father. And my father was going to be a football player. Mm. And in my book, I explained that at 17, he had football scholarships and um, he broke his neck in high school and, and his scholarships were gone, right? So he had to change his life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Right, but he totally was fine and he walked and everything was great. But what happens when your life, when you make a plan and your life turns left? Now he could have made a lot of choices, right? Wallowed in it, had a pity party for himself. Um, but instead he went on to build a, you know, multi-million dollar company that he sold to Westinghouse that is now universal. Right. So he, he, and that's what my book is about. Right. And I have, I have many stories in there about clients and myself. Uh, so I wrote this book and then in October Forbes tapped it as the top seven books to help you help yourself in 2009. And I was so excited, so excited. And then in January in 2020, they said it was the top 10 books to help yourself at work. And I was like, this is amazing. And then in March of 2020, we shut down. Yeah. <laughs> so COVID affected me because I was on a trajectory of, you know, I thought I was going to be able to help a lot of people. And I thought the book would, you know, have a a trajectory that would be different and it wasn't. So I did as much as I could online and I mm -hmm. was sort of talking internationally um, on a, a weekly talk show and 
then I started auditioning like crazy through Zoom. We, I learned Zoom. I learned how to audition through Zoom. Yeah. And that's from the of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it actually had its up. It was like a roller coaster. It had its ups and it had its downs. And so, but um, I survived COVID mentally very well. Mm-hmm. I didn't do so well after we all came out of lockdown. Yeah. I felt a little crazy when I came out of luck. Like I was like, I, I, I don't uh, like, I couldn't, I, th- I think I was so responsible in COVID that when I came out of COVID, I, w- I didn't know what to do with myself. How did you do in COVID? Oh, uh, well, oh, it's funny. Cause I, cause I was actually in, in, in Washington community college, get my, get my college degree. And um, I just thought taking classes, classes online, do teams, do Zoom like you, um, had to do everything on, on computer. Yeah. It was different. It was definitely, definitely, definitely challenging, you know, and, and, um, yeah, so it was really, you know, a challenge, you know, but I was it, but, but, if, but, but helping my teachers on soon, I was able to graduate and get my diploma, you know, and get, and, you know, and look for work online, on, online. So, but it wasn't, but you, but you went there, it was, it was definitely a change, you know, so. Well, hello there. I hope you enjoyed my show this week, my friends. It was it an honor to have Alicia Robinson and Elena Rodriguez on my show? To hear the stories, their life, just how they overcame the obstacles to, to get to where they are today is a blessing. That's what my show is about, bringing people's greatness out and trying to make a difference. I hope you're inspired by the stories like I was, because to me, just having them on my show is an honor. Um, in the future, I'll have some more guests. I'm going to try and get Beyonce. <laughs> we'll try Alicia Keys, uh, Puff Daddy. Maze, Toto, anybody who wants to come on my show. How about you? I'd love to interview you. So if you have a talent that you want me to share on my podcast, The Jamin Show, which is on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station, and bnnmedia.org, I'd love to see an interview. So please, whatever your talent is, whether it's juggling, singing, producing, acting, whatever you want to be, my email is okay, J A I Y E B Y N O E at yahoo.com. And my cell phone is 617-792-0458. I am on also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So you can reach out to me anytime day or night. And I hope you enjoy my podcast as I enjoy creating creating my talent and my show for you because it's all about you, the talent. I feel this year is going to be a, hopefully be a wonderful year. With everything going on, you know, the COVID, but everything that's going on in the world, racism, everything, it's just, the world is crazy. And we need more inspiring stories to help bring out our inspiration and just be kind to each other. No more negativity, no more bullying, just peace, harmony, and treat people, people with respect and dignity. You want to be a, I want people to make inspiration and to make a difference and try and be a one more for people of all ages because that's what it's all about. So I hope you enjoyed the show this week, you know, as I enjoy creating my show for you. I try and be inspiration to people so people can look up to me and I can make a difference in people's lives any way that can be. Um, I'm totally grateful for you for putting in every week on Mondays at 10 p.m. to see my show and listen to my show, The J-Man Show, because it's all about you. 
It is all about the fans, my fans, my few, my few of my followers. It's all about you. So, with that said, I just want to come to you and say thank you for always, you know, believing in me to be an inspiration to you or however I can, because it's all about you. So, again, I hope this show inspires you to go out there and make a difference to somebody, be a blessing to somebody, um, help a person carry the grocery, the, the, the grocery bags in, or help somebody with the homework, especially, you know, now kids need somebody to treat them, you know, I know. So we need to help make the world a better place. So let's all work together to try and create uplifting stories so people can have inspiration and hope and just a sense of pride because that's what it's all about. So with that, Simon, thank you for tuning into my show. God bless you all. I love you all. I love you strong. And I hope that I can be a blessing to you as you are to me. God bless you all. Peace out. Hello, everyone. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston's local community radio station. My name is Jai Bino, and my guest today is Brian Walker, a wonderful gifted musician. Hi, Brian. Good to see you on the show today. Happy to be here. Can you tell me a little about yourself and what made you want to become a, a singer and performer? Yeah, so um, I got into music as a kid. I was always playing the piano, um, playing radio melodies on the piano by <laughs> ear, and I kind of started teaching myself classical piano. And, you know, as I got to, like, teenage years, I got into, like, VH1 music videos and listening to pop radio and watching like the Grammys and all the award shows and uh, just listening to pop radio all the time. And then I ended up going to more concerts as I got older. Uh, I saw like Howie Day and the way that he used the guitar and played the loop pedal. And I saw artists like One Republic and Ryan Tedder and his awesome singing. And that kind of pulled me into wanting to do that as well. So what kind of music do you like to perform? What's your style of music? Uh, yeah, so I do uh, pop music. Um, it's very, I'm open-minded to exactly how that's interpreted. So I'm like into different genres. Um, I like R&B, a lot of R&B vocals, especially. Um, and I like the vocal production and stacks. Uh, I'm into like drum sounds, you know, hard-hitting drums, uh, which is a lot of like dance music. And um, I try to stay open-minded and let all the different genres influence my music. So who inspired you to become a singer? Who are some of your influences that you listen to? Uh, probably Ryan Tedder is like one of the biggest influences as a singer. Um, I listen to like Alicia Keys, I think has an awesome voice. Uh, yeah. Like Emotion. Um, Justin Timberlake. Um, and then like a lot of the classic artists like the Beatles and Elvis I've been listening to more lately. And um, I try to just listen to as much music as I can and stay open-minded, yeah. Well, that's good. So, so who inspires you? Who's your greatest inspiration? Uh, I think Ryan Tedder is a big inspiration because he's, you know, he does the whole artist thing with his band One Republic, and then he's also a singer himself with the band One Republic, and um, also like artists like Charlie Puth, who can write and produce for other artists and do his own music, and uh, Max Martin has been very successful as a producer and a hit songwriter and the Beatles and um, yeah, lots of, I like pop music. So a lot of the, you know, people in the pop music. So I hope that you went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Um, what was that experience like for you? Uh, yeah, that was uh, really a surreal experience. Um, I think being in New Hampshire, a small town, um, I felt like 
you know, I, I worked really hard at music and I was putting a lot of time into it. But then going into Berkeley, I felt like everybody was like that. And all of a sudden I felt kind of like overwhelmed in a way because there was so much talent there. Um, and that was definitely eye opening for me. And I think it pushed me to become a better musician for sure. Did you graduate from Berkeley College of Music? Uh, I didn't. I graduated from the University of New Hampshire with a business degree. And then I went to Berkeley for a few years and I studied music production and songwriting, but I never ended up getting a degree in that. So what advice can you give musicians that want to be that want to be a singer like yourself perform? What advice can you give us? Uh, I would say find what your passion is within music and try to play to your strengths. So for me, I have a little bit of an acting background. Um, I did some plays in college and some musicals and I directed and took a lot of acting courses. So for me, um, directing and doing my own music videos kind of plays to my strengths as well as helping to support my music. Uh, for other people, maybe if they're like very naturally talented on the guitar or natural singers or have some other natural talent that they want to focus on, then um, it probably makes sense to lean into that and like try to play to your strengths. Do you also play any musical instruments? Yes, uh, I play the guitar, I play piano, um, I play a little bit of bass um, and then singing and those are like my main two though, guitar and piano I'd say. So where did your song Red Flags come from? Because I was, and I loved it, especially being in that video now, so who inspired you, inspired you to write that song? Uh, yeah, probably like past relationships. Um, that normally like when I come up with an idea, I put it in my notes app on my phone. So mm -hmm. I came up with like the title Red Flags and then I was working on the beat later and um, that title kind of seemed to fit with that beat, that kind of like moody, mysterious music. So that's kind of what inspired it, but um, specifically like a relationship I was going through at the time and mm -hmm. then I was getting kind of like red flags in the relationship. So. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean about Red Flags, you know, because I've been... So, um, so what made you want, want to um, film Red Flags in, um, in, in Boston? Yeah, so I'm, like, pretty close to Boston. It's only, like, an hour from me. Uh, I went to school in Boston, so I kind of have a connection to it. And, um, yeah, I think having filmed a music video in New York City, I think Boston mm -hmm. was a little bit closer and a little bit more low-budget for me because I didn't have to worry about um, renting, like, Airbnbs and you know booking hotels for the videographer and all that stuff so it was kind of a more cost effective video as well for me the backdrops of like Fenway Park and you know um, I play gigs there so it's kind of a cool place to film do you have any more songs of yours coming off uh yeah so I have looking like my wife uh is my latest song that's gonna be coming out on October 21st it's gonna be coming uh -huh. out with a music video and we shot that at Hampton Beach in Hampton New Hampshire and I'm about uh I live like 10 minutes from there so it's kind of cool like uh home type of vibe for me for that one and then uh red flags will probably be the next one i'm guessing somewhere around january uh depending on how much time i have between now and then to work on it and then i'm working on a brand new song called when i start to care and i'm going to be shooting the music video for that in new york city um in a couple weeks now and then i'm hoping that that one will be the follow-up to red flags and it'll come out around february or march yeah, sounds good. Coming can, can to see these videos is going to be awesome. Um, have you got to meet any famous stars? Yeah, uh, so I met John Mayer when I was going to Berklee College of Music. Wow. Uh, I was one of uh, like five or six songwriters that were selected to perform an original song for him. So he critiqued one of my originals. 
and um, I met BB Rexa when I was interning at a recording studio, and that was kind of a cool moment because you could kind of see her in her own environment, and um, she was like super nice, and it was cool to see her working. And then um, I also met Cara Diaguardi while I was taking her boot camp songwriting course at Berklee wow. College of Music. So I was able to workshop some of my songs with her, and she's a very talented songwriter, and I learned a lot through that experience with her. I think you might move back to California. For me, I'm, I'm waiting kind of for the right opportunity. Um, I don't, like, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California is really expensive, and I don't want to move out there without a plan. So right now, I'm able to live at home with my parents and work on music full-time. I turned my old bedroom into a recording studio. So uh, just saving up for music videos and working on music full-time is kind of the nice thing right now. But if I had some type of traction or some reason to go out to Los Angeles, I'd definitely be open to doing that. So what do you see yourself in the future? Uh, yeah, usually I don't look too far into the future because uh. um, I'm just the type of person who like, I like to focus on what I'm doing for that day and trying to stay on my path of where I want to end up. But um, usually I look out like a month or two just for like planning gigs and music video shoots. But sometimes I think about like the longer term and what my bigger goals are. And, you know, I'd like to be, you know, winning Grammys and in the studio with some top artists and producers and working with like the best people in the world and like getting songs on the radio and all that stuff. But I try not to think too much about that. Uh, I try to focus just on my day-to-day -day tasks and just try to be the best musician that I can and seeing that, where that will take me. So, so how did COVID affect you if it had been shut down? Uh, yeah, so I ended up losing uh, about two to three months of gigs. Uh, as soon as COVID hit, everything got canceled. And then they slowly started coming back at about half capacity. So um, the venues were paying about half rate as well, just because there were less people and we were being safe from wearing masks and social distancing and all that. Um, and I ended up still playing about a hundred shows that year. And I had played about a hundred the next two years as well. But so things kind of returned to what I was used to as my normal uh, pretty quickly. And like I do a lot of spent a lot of time in my home recording studio working on music. So um, I was still gigging and working on music like I was before. But I'd say that the biggest thing was uh, the gigs were paying less and they were kind of smaller amounts of people. And definitely like COVID being involved kind of put a snag in some of the music video shoots because we shot Ring Ring kind of in the heart of that. So I was worried about like mask mandates coming up or whether that was going to affect the shoot and actors were going to get COVID or something. and we'd have to cancel or something is there any way that people can audition to be to be a backup singer uh yeah so right now i'm just doing like my solo stuff so um i'm not sure what the future is going to look like for like my live shows or for recording but um right now i'm like my show is just like solo acoustic guitar and in terms of the production i just record a lot of layers of my vocals and i'm able to uh, execute a lot of my backgrounds but um, I'm always like interested in the possibility of collaborations as well if the right opportunity comes up. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.